Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Plant Powered People podcast. I'm Michelle Kane, your co-host and founder of World of Vegan. And I'm Tony Okamoto, your co-host and founder of Plant Based on a Budget and Food Sharing Vegan. On this show, we talk with plant-powered people from all around the globe about various aspects of plant-based living to empower you, our dear listener, to learn, explore, and evolve in a kind, sustainable, and healthy direction, all while eating the most delicious plant-based food and having a ton of fun. I cannot believe it is season five, episode one. What in the heck? How did that happen? I feel like I was just with Michelle in the car being like, Michelle, we should start a podcast. And Michelle and I was, was like, like, no, <laughs> I don't know about that. And uh, here we are all these years later. And we're so grateful that you have, many of you have been longtime listeners. And if this is your first episode listening, welcome. We are in for a really fantastic season. I can't believe we're in the 80s, like in the 80s episodes. (laughs) Like we have created more than 80 of these, Tony. And for those listening, 80 episodes, they're about an hour each. So like that's 80 hours right there. But the time and love that goes in behind the scenes is kind of astronomical. So I feel this is quite a feat. And I'm so excited for what we have going on this season. Um, It's been a little bit of a, a break in between. We always do that. Our episode or our podcast is seasonal. So we're ending our summer vacation and stepping into a bunch of new content for fall. So we have lots of updates to share. And as always in this first kickoff to the new season, we're going to do a much more informal kind of chat and just talk about life updates, um, vegan updates, work updates, and we're going to give you a preview of some of the amazing episodes you have to look forward to this season. We also want to give a quick reminder to check out our sponsor of this episode and a big sponsor of our whole podcast season, Caraway Home. They make incredible, beautiful, modern, non-toxic cookware that will support you in your healthy cooking. You can check them out at carawayhome.com slash plantpoweredkitchen to take advantage of our limited time offer for 10% off of your next purchase that's exclusive for our listeners. Again, that's carawayhome.com slash plantpoweredkitchen, or you can use the code plantpoweredkitchen at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. I have the same ones as Michelle and I love them so much. You can see them in a lot of my Instagram reels. I'll actually... Um, post one in the show notes for you to see, but they're really, really beautiful. And I appreciate that I don't have to use oil on them because they're nonstick. So if you want them as well, you can save 10% off by using our coupon code plantpoweredkitchen at carawayhome.com. Thai food is my favorite type of food. I love eating Thai out. It's often very vegan friendly to get at restaurants. I love cooking it myself at home, but it can be pretty uh, laborious. It can it can take some effort to cook your own Thai food. And I love that this is authentic Thai curries. I really love their yellow Thai coconut curry. Um, they're really easy to find in most mainstream supermarkets, but you can also check them out online at yaisthai.com. It's spelled Y-A-I-S Thai.com. We encourage you to check them out. Almost all of their products are vegan and they're totally delicious and easy way to level up your cooking. And again, make weeknight dinners so easy and so yummy. 
Thank you so much, Yai's Tai. As Michelle mentioned, we wanted to give you a little bit of a preview of some of the amazing interviews that we have this season. And we also wanted to give you an update that we're going a little bit of a different direction this season. You may remember if you've listened all the way back to season one that we started interviewing regular everyday people who were experiencing obstacles and overcoming those obstacles. And as a lot of our listeners have now stepped into living a more plant-based life, we also want to honor that and share some new information from the experts in our space. Yes, we're bringing on some really incredible human beings who I have looked up to for such a long time. We have longtime writers and authors and speakers and individuals that have been on Netflix TV shows and more um, coming, coming to us this season. Tony, what are some of the episodes you're most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to a topic that we have already covered, but it's more of a part two and from a different perspective. We interviewed Cyrus Kambada before from Mastering Diabetes. And now I'm excited to get to chat with his partner, who I also know in real life. Uh, his name is Robbie Barbero, and I've watched a ton of his videos online, and he's so personable. I remember the first time we chatted, it was because he randomly messaged me on Instagram with a voice message. And that's not something everyone just does. So I'm really looking forward to that one because his personality is so lively. And diabetes is something that impacts so many people. We all know someone with diabetes and there is a lot that we can can control if we have the information. And so, yeah, that is is a really, really powerful episode coming up. Oh gosh, I'm looking forward to so many. Uh, some of the ones that are on our list to cover this season are Blue Zones with Dan Butner. He has a, a few best-selling, like international best-selling books about longevity and how some people in some places live to a hundred years old. So that's pretty cool. I'm always interested in learning about how I can be more eco-friendly and lessen my consumption. And we have one episode on our list with that. And then lastly, I'm interested in covering diabetes again. Diabetes is something that is near and dear to my heart. And we're going to be interviewing um, Cyrus, who we interviewed before, his partner, Robbie Bar Barbero, who is super knowledgeable and really great at explaining things. How about you? Awesome. And by near and dear to your heart, you mean near and you wish it was not so near your heart or anyone's heart <laughs> or anyone's body. <laughs> right. I just, um, I mean, that I my family so has stoked. suffered. There's just, yes, yes. <laughs> by near and dear to my heart, I mean that my family unfortunately has suffered from type 2 diabetes. So I think it is great to put this information out there so that other people don't suffer as well. We also have some really awesome superstars coming on the show this season. I personally am a huge fan of the Great British Bake Show. My husband, Dan, and I watch it all the time together. And uh, they had a vegan contestant last year. Her name is Freya Cox, and she's a vegan baking superstar. And she is coming on the show to talk all about vegan baking. We're also bringing on Peter Singer, who wrote the book that inspired me to go vegan. And he's just really changed the landscape of the animal 
animal protection, animal rights, and uh, vegan living. So that's exciting. We're bringing on Milo Runkle, the founder of Mercy for Animals, and so many other superstars. So I just can't wait to dive into everything with them all and to share it with you. That's a little sneak peek of what's coming, but we just want to relax, chat. It's been a second since we've been here talking with you. So Tony, what's the latest in life? What's the latest with work and plant-based on a budget and all the things coming? I actually had to make a list of this so that I would remember because sometimes, I don't know if you ever, if someone's like, hey, what's new? And you're like, uh, nothing. But really in your life, you've got a lot going on. So that's me all the time. Uh, and some things I remembered, actually this one I can't forget because I'm currently obsessed. I just launched, um, my, or I just revealed the cover of my new cookbook that's coming out on March 14th and it's called plant-based on a budget quick and easy. It's a follow-up to plant-based on a budget. And it's, um, a little bit different in that it's more about saving time. So there's a lot of stuff about meal prepping, freezing, batch cooking, and more. And so that has been occupying a lot of space in my life. And I feel a little bit obsessed. I feel I feel sorry for my husband because that's all I talk about these days. It's just been a big project in the making for a long time and now it's only months away. So that's a big thing. It's crazy. I feel like it's, you know, when someone gets pregnant and you don't see them for a while and then suddenly you see them again, they have a, a human being and you're like, <laughs> how did this happen? That's how I feel about your book. I feel like we just came out with the Friendly Vegan Cookbook, but that was actually years ago now. Yeah. And, and now like thanks to life being crazy and new mom life and pandemic stuff and all the things like I I don't see you enough to feel like I've been through this whole process with you like everything that's involved in making a book is it's so intensive and and laborious and uh all the recipe testing and failing and recreating and all the things that you that have gone through the book is like pretty much done now it's i I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. And it just blows my mind. Like, how did this all happen? And what feels like a snap of a finger? <laughs> but it's plantbasedonabudgetcookbook.com and people can get a little sneak peek of what that is. And I'm really proud of it. I'm so excited and I hope people love it. Another thing that I've been working on is growing my Instagram. I feel like the algorithm gods have been very angered by me over the past few years. It's, it's stressful when you're a creator. And even if you really, really try not to care about how people are engaging with your content, you put so much love and energy and care into helping people and creating something beautiful that inspires them to get active in the kitchen. And when your posts aren't doing well and you you don't get a lot of engagement or new followers, it can be a little bit deflating. And I experienced that for maybe two to three years. And I watched a lot of my friends grow their channels hugely and, uh, have their audience really, really resonate with the content that they were producing. And finally, I think I'm getting into my groove where 
maybe Instagram is forgiving me for something that I have done. Um, and they're showing my content to people again. So that is really, really exciting to me as uh, not only a user of of Instagram personally, but also as a, a brand who has a message that I feel is really important. It's a crazy landscape to navigate content creation. And it's so much work that goes behind every single post when it's now like if you're going to post on Instagram and, it, and for it to reach people, it's got to be a real video. So yes. you have to create the recipe and make the recipe and edit the video and do the voiceover. It's just hours of work that goes into every post. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know how much work went into that and still does, Tony. So congratulations on all the success. And for those listening, if you're not already following, um, we're at Plant Based on a Budget. That's that's Tony's Rockstar account. And I'm over at Vegan. And we're just constantly creating things that we hope will help you have fun in the kitchen and love vegan food even more. Yes. And one day, you'll have to let us know if you want this, but one day Michelle and I would like to share a little bit about the business side of being a creator. We, we've talked about it over the years and weren't sure if this was something that you wanted to hear, um, how we run our biz- businesses. And it's a lot of passion and it's looked different as years go by. And now we have teams to help support us in our efforts and help us um, think of content and inspire people. And we just, I feel, I know that we're both really feeling grateful and lucky to be where we are today. So thank you. It is a fascinating. And like right now, for example, we're recording, it's 9.28 PM. We had to have a full work day, (laughs) uh, check in with our families, had to get the little one down. We needed a quiet space where there wasn't garden work happening on the outside. And this was the first moment we were able to come together to record this. And it's 930 at night. So yes, the the (laughs) entrepreneurial slash um, business for good route is a is a crazy one. And and yeah, please do let us know. I guess you can leave us a podcast review over on Apple Podcasts and let us know if you're interested in hearing an episode about that. It might not be helpful or applicable, but even if it's interesting, we'd be happy to record it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, another thing, I've got five things on my list, by the way. Um, I'm doing a website redesign. I had done one before and I have not been satisfied. So Michelle actually has been a huge inspiration because she loves her website, which she's going to talk all about in her, in her updates. But, uh, I want to really, really love my website. When you have a website, you look at it maybe a hundred times a day. I'm not even joking. And so you really, really, really want to like it. And right now I don't. So I'm very, very hopeful that in the future, I will feel about my website the way Michelle does about her new website. Uh, A couple other things to note are I started a new brand called Food Sharing Vegan. And the difference between plant-based on a budget and food sharing vegan is that I have a little bit more flexibility with the types of foods and also the appliances that I use. So there you can find air fryer and instant pot and dehydrator recipes. And I also have things that contain vegan products. And 
It's really, really fun. I've been, Michelle can attest to this, but when you're, when you're creating recipes with a strict budget, it can sometimes feel very frustrating when you're like, when you can't use an avocado and even sometimes tofu because they're out of budget. It's hard. That is hard. And then lastly, I have been connecting with a lot of food bloggers over the past year who are vegan and who are awesome. And Michelle and I are actually going to go meet up with some friends and learn and inspire and support each other uh, in a few months. So I'm really, really excited about that. And I feel like collaborating is a way to lift everyone up. So that is what's new in my life for work. Tony, you say meeting with some friends, but Tony is single-handedly organizing a full-on blogger retreat for plant-based bloggers in Mexico. Everything from getting lodging set up to the food to like planning out day by day. It is like a (laughs) business retreat. (laughs) All right. We're talking about TikTok now from this hour to this hour. It's amazing. It's just so cool seeing you put it all together. Uh, Shucks. Thanks, Michelle. I I cannot wait. And actually I'm rooming with Michelle. So I... um, I'm sure you all know that Michelle and I have been very close, but there was a time where we didn't live near each other and we would spend weeks together, like whole weeks working on projects. And I can't wait to have that like reconnection time. And I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. I just had a flashback to when Dan would wake up when I used to live in my little tiny one bedroom apartment in Oakland and Tony would be over and we'd work late into the night. And then Dan would wake up in the morning and go outside and be like, oh, Tony's on the couch again. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a totally normal experience. But yeah, I'm so, so excited for that. And we'll we'll share some, some updates definitely on social media. Okay. Michelle has a ton of stuff. I'm so proud of her. She has spent all year doing amazing things to grow her business and to just blow up on her website, growing a team and more. So I can't wait for her to share more about that. Oh, thanks, Tony. It's weird hearing you say her business because it's just, it's still not how I think about things. I'm trying to apply business philosophies to World of Vegan uh, because you need to, to be able to uh, support a team and get great content out there. I get that. But um, we've relaunched worldofvegan.com. It's brand new and shiny and beautiful. Um, I launched World of Vegan dot com back in 2015. And it was from like my parents' basement. And I had just been let go from a job. And I wanted to create something that I thought would help people, but I never, ever thought in a million years, it would be what I would be able to focus on full time. And now it's just so cool to have seen it get to a place where I'm able to invest in it and make it an incredible resource for people. So we worked with a designer and a developer to create like kind of the the vision that I had for what this website would be. Um, 
rather than just a compilation of resources and recipes that are hard to to find and navigate. It's all very organized now. You can look under Cook Vegan and get all sorts of recipes that you can sort by ingredient or season or meal type or specific dietary preferences or appliance. And we have a Go Vegan section that has all sorts of vegan guides for how to practically go vegan. Um, all the questions, the nutrition, cookbooks, documentaries, all of those resources. And then we have a live vegan section, which is really fun to be fleshing out more and more because it's the stage that you get to once you're you've you've gotten the food thing down, you start thinking about what other parts of your life maybe could use some ethical alignment or some little tweaks to be more sustainable and kind and thoughtful. And so we have um, entire category pages and guides on clothing and accessories and bath and body and beauty, restaurants and dining out, um, holidays, family, parenting and kids, travel, so many, so many cool things there. So if you haven't already, I hope you'll check out the new world of vegan.com. And, um, and I hope it can be a great resource. We really set it up to be a home for someone who's looking to go vegan, but then also once you're vegan already, we release new recipes every week that have been thoroughly tested by our team of recipe testers. And, um, and yeah, we're just so much TLC has gone into the site and, for sure, it would not have been possible to get here alone, especially as a working mom now. <laughs> uh, so the other update that I have is that we've been growing our team at World of Vegan. We have a still quite small but very mighty team. So we have, um, and we also have amazing photographers, um, art and artists, and more who we work with to create content to help inspire positive change. So it's been really fun. It's been a lot of learning and um, some roadblocks along the way, but I'm just really thrilled at the direction that we're going. And I'm I'm honestly in awe of what started as like an inkling of an idea, like a not too long ago, uh, what it can get to if you just take consistent small steps every day, like you can really build something incredible. So I hope you can apply that in your own life, whatever you're thinking that you want to do or achieve or learn or help with. Um, Take those small steps every day and it's going to, it's going to lead to something really great. You'll amaze yourself down the line. And I'm really proud of we. I'm really proud of Michelle because that was not something that was part of her initial plan growing a team and being a manager was not in her dream job description. And I feel like part of being successful at anything is assessing the situation and adapting and realizing where your strengths and where your weaknesses are and learning how to delegate so that you are doing the things that you like to do and having support where you might not, you might not enjoy, or you might not have time, or you might feel like you're not, it's not in your wheelhouse to do. And so I'm really proud of Michelle for stretching out of her initial comfort zone and thinking about what's going to benefit her long-term. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, I couldn't have 
done those things without your inspiration, for sure. It's really, I mean, for World of Vegan, at least, I did all of the things. I built the website. I learned the HTML. I like took the photos. I did the videos. I became a videographer. I became a professional photographer, like all the things. I became a recipe developer, all of the things. And it's so fun. And there's so much passion in that. But as one person, you're so limited if you're doing it all. So if you can find what you really love the most and what you're really gifted at, that like a gift that you can share with the world, anything that can be giving someone else an opportunity to help you to free up your time so you can focus more on what you are most passionate about is is a huge win. And it's a, it's a slow road there to build up. But we having connected with so many people in in plant-based careers of various sorts, especially as entrepreneurs, you always see that it takes some big nudges from other people who are already doing it to get uh, creative people to say, okay, I'm going to like... Uh, get some help rather than trying to do it all myself. But then when they do, just the their impact is amplified like so much. So it's really exciting seeing so many people start to do that in in their own like blogs, vegan blogs and spaces. And Tony, you've been such a big part of just empowering content creators across the world <laughs> to do that with your resources that you share. So awesome. But I know most of you listening are not content creators, and I'm sorry if that was somewhat boring, but we are both gearing up for the holidays. We have so much amazing holiday content coming, lots of yummy recipes, and um, of course... In our podcast, if you've been a longtime listener or if you're new, you can go back to older seasons and older episodes. And we have like how to handle the holidays, how to have Thanksgiving, how to have tough conversations with family that keep asking you annoying questions about where you get your protein. We have covered all of those things. So we'll include those in the show notes as well. And you can always find it at plantpowerpodcast.com. You have a lot of good stuff happening in your business, but you also have a lot of good things happening in your personal life too. Would you mind sharing some of them? I just want to give a big shout out to therapy, (laughs) which I had never really done before. I'd never really struggled with mental health, but I definitely did over this past chapter of life. And, um, And I quickly started therapy and it was completely game changing for me. It just to feel like you're carrying all the weight on your own shoulders and you don't have anyone there is really rough. And to have someone just checking in on you and how you're doing and helping you work through things and keeping you accountable is really, really helpful. So if you are struggling, get help. I've also been doing some coaching, which has been really helpful. I did some business coaching and some just other other coaching, which has been really great. Um, so I'm trying to practice self-care. Part of that is learning new thing, things. <laughs> My therapist was saying how I was asking ways to cope with anxiety and just stress. And yes, when's the last time I've been like learning something new? And it just got my brain to pick up on things that I'm interested in that I'd never even considered pursuing. So I picked up my old guitar and I'm practicing every day learning guitar. I asked Tony if she would take a pottery class with me and she wants to. So we're going to learn how to make our own homemade pottery. And um, yeah, I just, I think it's, it's really fun learning new things. Uh, baking. I always love baking. One of the really fun parts about parenting now when Graham is almost three is he's so involved. So like when we're hanging out, we just do productive, interesting things like 
bake amazing vegan food and garden. He's learning how to grow his own food and pick it and turn it into smoothies and all that. So that's been really fun. Um, And then I'm just living, living for fall. It is my favorite season now. Used to be summer when I was younger, but no, no, it's all fall. And I am as basic as you can get. We went to a pumpkin patch, apple picking. (laughs) I want all the pumpkin spice lattes. I uh, want all the cozy candles, which by the way, we just released a vegan candle guide on worldofvegan.com. If you want to find some ethical candles and and more. So, oh, baths, baths, bath bombs, fall season is coming hard here, even though it's like still 90 degrees by the end of the day in Sacramento. (laughs) What about you, Tony? Tell me about your life. Oh, well, summer was fun for me and I am still soaking up as much summer as possible. I have not put on a sweater. I have not. I went to Apple Hill, which is the apple picking area around Sacramento. I went there with my family. Usually we go later in the season, but I feel like because it's still really warm in Sacramento and probably until sometimes mid-November, I'm not ready to give up shorts and summer dresses. And I'm spending my days in the garden still looking at pollinators. This year I grew 50% flowers, which is a little bit different than what I usually do. I usually do mostly summer produce, uh, but I have now removed all of my summer produce and left all of my summer flowers. And I'm not even joking, Michelle, I see probably 10 different species on just one set of flowers. Uh, and those include different butterflies and moths and different types of bees and hummingbirds and other little birds. And I like to work outside. I'm still working outside um, because it's so beautiful to see the pollinators on the flowers. So I've been loving gardening. I have my little fruit trees maturing. I think last season I talked about how I had just planted them and now they're one and a half years old and not yet growing fruit, but growing bigger and stronger. And my peach tree is huge. We planted that when we bought our house in 2019. And we also planted a fig tree at that time. And both of them are mature enough to be producing fruit. So I probably got about 50 peaches this year from our tree. And that is a real gift from mother nature. This makes me want to cry, Tony. (laughs) My failure with trees. I planted a Meyer lemon and a nectarine tree before like was it? Yeah, definitely before you planted yours. I, it was, yeah, yeah, it was before Graham was born. So they're three years old now. I swear they have not grown an inch. And then I watched some YouTube video that told me you're supposed to cut a nectarine tree in half. And I got the timing a little wrong. So I just went out there and I did it with my garden (laughs) shears. And I thought I can't go more wrong than I already am, but I have gone more wrong. We got no fruit last year. We got like a bunch of nectarines and the squirrels got them before they were anywhere near ripe. And I just feel like I need my garden guru, (laughs) Tony, to come over and just show me how it's done. I would gladly do that. Um, One of the books that I read that was super helpful is called Grow a Little Fruit Tree. 
And I learned so much and was inspired to plant nine fruit trees in my little tiny space. So I highly recommend it. She is a wealth of knowledge and I can link that and also send you the link, Michelle, so that after this call, you can look it up. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, wait, one more tree, fun tree thing. Uh, Also kind of connected to World of Vegan. I wanted to find a way to give back with World Vegan. And I thought I like the 1% for the planet concept, but I decided for World Vegan, we're going to do 1% for the planet, 1% for people and 1% for animals. And the organization that we chose for the planet is called the Fruit Tree Planting Foundation. I think that's what, is that one is called? it was recommended to me. Um, and yeah, the Fruit Tree Planting Foundation. And apparently it's founded by a vegan, or at least one of the founders is vegan. I think it's an all vegan organization and they help... <laughs> Communities. Him? Him? Yeah, I, maybe. Yeah, he came <laughs> to our house little... and he looked, oh, wow. and he looked at our trees. Oh He's my friends gosh! With my yeah, That's I, so I learned cool. all about his organization. That is awesome that you're supporting them. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I really liked what I saw. And surprisingly, it's kind of hard to find organizations that are for people and planet that are also uh, taking food and uh, compassionate eating into consideration. So. Yeah, it it worked out perfectly. So we'll link that in the show notes in case any of you want to check out that nonprofit. That's awesome. I'm going to tell him. Uh, Okay. Another thing that happened during the summer is for a long time, over a decade, I've been an avid swing dancer. I love it so much. It brings me so much joy and it allows me to exercise for hours without even thinking about it. It just I love everything about it. And um, after the pandemic started, all of the places shut down. And even when they opened, I hadn't really put it back in my routine, even though it makes me happy. It helps with my mental health. It helps with my physical health. It helps me be social when I really am not a super social person. Uh, And so it just, it's overall good for me, but I haven't I hadn't had the motivation to put it back into my routine. And so I went to uh, a big giant swing dance, which is my favorite one of the year. It's in LA. It's called Camp Hollywood. And it really jump-started the fire in my heart to swing dance again. So I've been going every week since then and loving it. I leave there. I I leave the swing dance with 10,000 extra steps minimum. That's how much I'm exercising and not even feeling like it was a workout. So that's something that's good in my life. Also, I finally booked a honeymoon. Paul and I have been trying to honeymoon since we got married in 2019. um, Knocking on all the wood around me. I know. Please do. In 2021, we tried to go again, but a different variant of COVID happened. And finally, here we are. Just a few months away, Michelle's continuing to knock on wood until until then, uh, we are going to Belize. So if you have any tips on Belize, you'll have to let me know. And I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's actually really nice to have a delayed honeymoon because it's there's so much excitement when you're newly approaching marriage and then you have your wedding and it's so fun and new and exciting and lovey-dovey. And then like life happens, right? And it, things can get a little bit just 
you just get into the flow of life and you lose a little bit of the exciting magic sometimes to have something really big and special that you can only have once. You only go on your honeymoon, your actual honeymoon once uh, further out to look forward to, I think is really nice. Thank you. Even four years later? <laughs> well, we did ours one year later, and I know you would have chosen to go on any of those previous planned honeymoons yeah, and this, really but yeah. But. I thought we were going to be the type of couple who did an annual vacation. You know, that there are those couples who like their families go on a big vacation every year. I thought that that would be us. And um, it probably would have been been you, but every time Paul planned one, it was like overlaying some other very important event. Like we'd be at Expo West and he'd try and sweep you away, but then it's sweeping you away from the most exciting time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll just mention a couple other things that I'm really excited about right now in my personal life. Uh, I got a treadmill and thinking about movement Every day has been a challenge for me since the beginning of the pandemic. I know I've talked a little bit about how there are spurts of of enthusiasm around exercising, but I also hit down downturns and like slumps where I'm not enthusiastic about it. And so I feel like right now and for the past months, I have gotten into a rhythm and that is now including my swing dancing, but also including my new treadmill. That is a tiny little treadmill that I got on Amazon for not that much money. And I take all of my calls and I watch my shows walking. And I'm trying to make this association that those are the things I do while on the treadmill. And I'm feeling good about it. I'm getting a lot of steps in. My heart rate has gone down. My resting heart rate has gone down 10 points since I started doing this. And I I, I just think it's a good decision. And the last thing that's big in my life is that um, it's short hair season for me. Every three years, I cut all my hair off and I donate it. And I am one day away from having my short hair season start. Uh, I will be donating over 12 inches of my hair. So right now my hair is just below. It's probably at my hips. Uh, my hip Fun fact is about my Tony. Hair. Her hair grows faster than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> like we'll take photos yeah. for a cookbook or something. And two months later, her hair is like three feet longer. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so true. But it's such a I love gift short hair that I, have. I can't wait. It's such a gift that I have, and I'm able to share it with children who are suffering um, a lot of times from cancer. and And so I will have donated. i'm I'm currently at seventy eight inches, and I'm going to donate about twelve more inches. So I will hit ninety inches of hair that I've given. And I'm really excited. and um, hoping, hoping in three years to hit my hundred, um, inches of donated hair. So happy short hair season, everybody. Oh, that's amazing, Tony. Thank you. Well, a lot has been happening in our lives as you just heard. Thank you for listening to this, this far and, um, being excited as we pass these milestones in our life. And even with the mundane things, 
Before we sign off, we usually do a lightning round of things that we're loving. I always love hearing what you're loving, Tony. I actually love hearing what anyone's loving. I just please tell us your favorite things. Um, so, Tony, you are you up for it right now? We can just bounce back and forth. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Things that we're loving. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you go first. Okay. My first one is a little bit unconventional and probably on brand for our podcast. I got a bidet recently. It's not a full bidet, but it's a seat attachment. And that was much cheaper. I think I paid 88 bucks for it. And then um, we've talked about this on our past episodes about zero waste living. And at the time I was like, Bleh. but now I'm like, yes, reusable toilet paper. Because I have a bidet, it just made sense to get reusable toilet paper. And so I got the Marley's Monsters one. Yay, and they're like, yeah, that's my favorite these, brand. I have their paper towels or their non-paper, no paper towels, unpaper towels. Well, maybe you can get their unpaper toilet paper. I actually uh, think I have, they have, they have like little hand wipes that I think are this, they function the same. And I have them from Graham because we did cloth diapering. I love that you're loving it. How's it going, Tony? It's good. Do you do number ones only? <laughs> uh, no, I because I have a bidet, it cleans me. And then oh. I just dry myself with the toilet paper that is from Marley's Monsters, which I guess is the un, un-paper. That's amazing. I need to get a bidet for Graham. <laughs> It is messy yourself. business in this house. <laughs> I don't the idea of water I'm... spraying up into me, up at me <laughs> from in the toilet freaks me out. I yeah, don't know. It, well, it's not it's not from the toilet. It's it's connected to, from your sink. Right. I, uh, I, I mean, I know, it's, but it's from like, is it from inside the toilet seat? I guess I need to. I need to. No, it's that. from the sink. The water is coming. No, but from I mean the you're sink, sitting on like the a, on the toilet, so it's sink water, oh, yeah. but doesn't it shoot up from below? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's coming from the seat. Yeah, under the like seat, it's attached right? to the seat. like inside the seat. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, that is awesome and so eco friendly of you, Tony, and I love Thank that you. you are on board and just shining this radiant bright example of how nothing is too taboo or gross <laughs> to rock passionately and vibrantly the way that you're rocking reusable toilet paper. I'm right there with you, sister. You know it. <laughs> Passion fruit. I know I'm low, late in the game because I don't spend nearly enough of my time just lounging around Hawaii eating tropical fruits, but passion fruit is amazing. And for some reason it is appearing in my imperfect produce box. It is appearing in grocery stores, like normal person, grocery stores, mainstream grocery stores. I'm just getting my paws on it and it is so good. They look like these little wrinkly balls and you cut them open and they have these kind of tart, but sweet and super <laughs> delicious little juicy seeds in them. And I pour it in my drinks. Tony, you know, I'm obsessed with sparkling water mixed with like apple juice or apple cider. Mm -hmm. If you add mm -hmm. some, some fresh passion fruit on top of that, oh my God, mocktail heaven, you would love it. I will make it for you next time you come over. My little one's also obsessed with them. I also dip like sweet grapes in them. Oh, it's just so good. So passion fruit, passion fruit, passion fruit. Pick some up if you see it. <laughs> 
I'm into musicals. And this is not new. I've loved musicals for a long time, but it's become this thing that I do by myself mostly. Uh, and it's my like my alone outing. And I have seen quite a few this year and I go at the matinee. So tickets are cheaper. You can get a better seat, uh, especially because I'm going solo. And some of my favorites have included, uh, I saw Hades Town. That was amazing. I saw the color purple, sad, but beautiful, beautifully done. Uh, oh my gosh, there's one called Something Rotten and it's about the Renaissance and Shakespeare and musicals. And it is so smart and funny. And uh, I also listen to a lot of Spotify playlists, musicals. So I'm kind of about you, Tony. a nerd. <laughs> That's Your awesome. Turn. Okay, I'm going fruit again. <laughs> uh, I have to give a shout out to Rambutan. Do you know what Rambutan is? I first had it when I was a young, younger person <laughs> and I was in Malaysia. My dad was working in Malaysia. And my mom and I went and visited him one summer and they had rambutan just like selling at all the fruit stands everywhere. And these fruits look crazy pants. They are small round things with bright red pokey squishy things poking out all over them. Like it's, I I don't have anything I can compare it to because they look insane. Look it up on the internet, Rambutan. And also pick some up if you find them in stores, which I've also been finding them. They're finding a way to get, okay, this maybe is not the most sustainable thing because they must be carting them over here from somewhere more tropical or somewhere like Malaysia. But um, but they're amazing. They taste kind of like lychee. They're like, um, I don't know how to describe them, but they're amazing. They're so good. They're fun. They taste like candy. And that's my next. You're up. My Fitbit. I got a Fitbit for Christmas in maybe 2018. And I got really into it. I signed up um, for the app and then added all my friends who were swing dancers. And then we'd get into challenges or who could get the most steps in. And then the pandemic happened and it was like, you haven't moved in one hour. You haven't walked 250 steps in one hour. And I was like, oh, I'm going to take this and throw it away where I can't find it. And then I started feeling like too comfortable living a sedentary life. So I dug it up out of the deep, dark darkness of my closet and uh, started wearing it again. And it makes me inspired. (laughs) It makes me inspired to walk more and to make sure that I'm not going an hour, not moving. And just having that little reminder that's like, hey, stand up, stretch, walk around for a bit is really helpful because there are days where it can go from morning to darkness of the evening and I won't even have looked up. And uh, and so I think it's good to break out of that habit. Good for you, Tony. I'm super proud of you. And those are my days now. <laughs> Graham leaves and then suddenly my alarm goes, Doo-loop! and I'm like, how did it get from 8 a.m. to 4.45 in like 30 seconds? How did this just happen? I'm going to have to give it up to bubble tea. I am obsessed with bubble tea. I love it. And I've always loved it. You know, you can go to a go to a place that has bubble tea, but a lot of them don't make it super easy to order them vegan. Um, 
but now I'm making my own at home. I think it was Caitlin from From My Bowl who first who I first saw post a link to the boba that you can just order on Amazon and you just boil it for a few minutes basically and you've got bubbles, boba, fresh cooked boba on your stove top. It's so good. And you can put it in coffee with some plant-based milk. You can make your own special drinks for Graham. We always do this thing called pink milk and we take beet powder and we mix it up with some more milk. And then I put the boba in it and he loves it. Um, So it is super good. And then I also recently saw that Trader Joe's had frozen boba that's like already cooked. They're in these little packets and you just microwave them and you pop them in your drink and they're already like sweetened and stuff. So I make mine plain and then I add some maple syrup and stuff to make it sweet. But the ones at Trader Joe's are also really, really super good. Um, I'll include a link if anyone wants to check out and order some boba online. It's so easy to make and it is so good. All right, friends, it has been so good catching up with you. We missed you. We missed this. We missed each other. Michelle, I missed you. Miss you too. Um, we are so excited for the rest of the season and we've got a lot of good stuff coming. If there's anything that you want to learn more about that we've talked about in this episode, we will include it in the show notes and you can find those at plantpoweredpodcast.com. Thanks, everyone. We will be back every two weeks, dropping a new episode in your podcast player feed. So stay tuned and we will talk to you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Caraway Home makes beautiful, modern, non-toxic cookware. I have their pans and I have their bakeware set. And it's honestly the first time I've ever invested in high quality pans and cookware in my kitchen. And partly it makes me so happy because they're so beautiful. I have the sage green. They come with um, easy storage. So they actually sit out on my countertop. They're totally beautiful. But more important than that, they work so well. And they have, as I mentioned, non-toxic coating so that food just totally slides off it. It makes it really easy to clean. It's great for cooking up tofu because you have to let tofu sit on the pan and kind of like crisp and brown up. And with a lot of pans, it will stick to the pans, but not with the Caraway pans. They are absolutely incredible. And don't forget to check out Yai's Thai and their tasty sauces and curries that are made with simple ingredients and have bold flavors. You can check them out at yaisthai.com.